morning, hopefully, that, that, that you'll understand that there is joy in affliction. There is joy that when, when we go through sorrow, there is joy when we go through trials in life. How many of you guys are going through trials right now? Can I tell you that there can be true joy during the times of trial? There is joy in difficulties. There is joy in sickness. Come on, Pastor, how can there be joy in sickness? I'm going to share that with you this morning, but there is joy in sickness. There is joy in overcoming all types of obstacles in our lives. Today, I want to share with you the joy in suffering. Listen to this. Experiencing joy or true joy is the fuel for the act of perseverance. It's our spiritual energy drink. For those of you who like monster drinks, amen, or or drink the five-hour drink. Now, every once in a while, uh, if we take a trip uh, and I'm extremely tired, I'll stop and I'll get a five-hour energy drink. He says, Pastor, that is not good for you. But I have to because my wife doesn't help me drive. (laughs) So I need an energy drink to keep me going. Can I tell you that true joy is, the, is actually the fuel for perseverance. It's your energy drink. It's what's going to get you through through the trials and, rever- and, and, and issues that you're going through in life. Joy is what's going to get you through those things. It's going to allow you to go forward. <laughs> Pastor, how can I, I can, how can I actually have true joy? Remember the whole gospel. Remember that he's in control of whatever situation you're going through, whatever trials, whatever issues you may have. And it doesn't matter, but know that it is the fuel or the act of perseverance. And God's desire is for his people to advance and to grow in faith, my brother, when one is experiencing suffering. His, his, his true joy or his thing for us is for us to increase in our faith. You know, when we're going through trials, when we're going through suffering, when we're going through things, the only thing that's going to get us through that is faith. To believe that God is in complete control. I don't understand, Pastor. I'm going through these things. Things are happening in my life. It just doesn't seem to go right with me. Can I tell you, you have to have that faith. And what's going to give you faith is to experience true joy in your life. So how do we maintain joy in suffering? Uh, you know, especially with all the things that are happening around the world today, not only to myself or not only myself of what I'm going through, but pastor, what about all the things that are happening in, the, in, in third world countries and everything around us, our economy, all these things that are happening that we hear on the news and we read on the news, how can there be true joy in suffering? Can I tell you, don't be surprised about what's going on. The scriptures already tell us that these things are to happen. Before the return of Christ. Go with me to 1 Peter. Suffering. You see it was a time when the church had been spread out. And there was a group of Christians that were spread out during this time. And he he was writing this letter. And he was trying to, to, to encourage them. And says look listen. Don't worry about the persecution. And the things that you're going through right now. I want to remind you and I want to encourage you that God is still in control. That it doesn't matter what type of suffering you're going through. I am here to remind you here this morning that God is in complete control and there is joy in your suffering. And this is Peter here. So 
Uh, turn with me, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 through 16. And I've got two different translations that I want to share with you this morning. Maybe one might be a little bit more difficult for you to understand. And I also have, my sister loves this Bible. It's called, our uh, sister-in-law, it's called the Easy Reading Version. It's, 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 it's a real easy Bible. So I have these two translations. The first one is a good news translation. Follow with me. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 through 16. And it reads this way. Now listen. My dear friends, do not be surprised, right, at the painful test you are suffering, as though something unusual was happening to you. Rather be glad. Rather be glad. Can you say amen? amen. That you are sharing Christ's sufferings, so that you may be full of joy when his glory is revealed. Verse 14, happy are you if you are insulted because you are Christ followers. This means that the glorious spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that is within you is resting in you. If you suffer, listen to this, it must not be because you are a murderer or a thief or a criminal or a meddler in other people's affair. In the Hispanic culture, it's either gossiper or a Brenda. Don't find yourself being accused of those things. But however, if you suffer because you are a Christian, don't be ashamed of it. But thank God that you bear his name. Now listen to this translation. My friends, don't be surprised at the painful things you are now suffering, which are testing your faith. Don't think that something strange is happening to you, but you should be happy that you are sharing in Christ's suffering. You will be happy and full of joy when Christ shows His glory. When people say bad things to you because you follow Christ, consider it a blessing. When that happens, it shows that God's Spirit, the Spirit of glory, is in you. You may suffer, but don't let it... Uh, be because you murder, still make trouble, or uh, try to control other people's lives. But if you suffer because you are a Christ follower, don't be ashamed of it. You should praise God for that name. Can I tell you that it doesn't matter what we go through? That we shouldn't be surprised at the things that are happening, my brother. We shouldn't be surprised at what we hear of all these things that are happening. God is still on his throne. And many believers continue to wonder and to ponder at the current sufferings that seem to continue and to pour their way. And and they stand amazed and, and they don't understand at the direction this world is headed. And Peter here, he writes and he says, don't be surprised. Don't let it catch you by surprise. Don't, don't, don't uh, uh, allow this to, to, to say, you know what, we're not exempt of what's going on. And Scripture warns us of all these things that we're hearing that are happening. The other day I heard a sermon about the, uh, 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 about the signs of, uh, of before Christ comes back to earth. And as a minister began to minister the sermon, he began to, to, to go over all the, uh, all the, all the uh, uh, events that need to take place. And by the time he ended his sermon, he was saying, he says, look, listen, I'm here to let you know that God is coming really soon. And we've heard that all this time. 
But all the signs, as he sat down with his disciples and he began to tell them, Lord, how is it that we will see what will take place? How will we know when you're coming back? And he begins to share with them all the signs of what's going on. And can I tell you, today, all those signs have been completed. And if we have been individuals who have been playing around and been playing church, guess what? We're going to miss the boat. And if you think you still have time and you want to take your time and you want to enjoy life, guess what? One of these days you're going to wake up and we're not going to be here. And the scripture tells us here, it says, don't be surprised at what's going on in the world. It's going to happen. It has to happen. It's prophecy that's being fulfilled. Your job is to make sure that you're ready. Your job is to make sure that you're telling others about who Christ is and that, listen, I don't want you to stay behind. I don't want you to have to go through tribulation. I don't want you to have to go through what what is expected of you if you don't accept the full gospel. And he says, don't be surprised at what's going on. But he says, be glad. Because the suffering that you're going through is the same suffering that belongs to Christ. If God, if, if God has accepted us into his family, my brother, whatever you go through in life, it's his. He says, hand it over to me. My burden is light. Yours is heavy. But we tend to think, take things under our own hands. And all these things begin to happen in our lives. And we begin to try to work things out in our own way. And we go and we seek advice from everybody else. And we leave God out of it. And he says, you're doing all these things and you're on your own, so you're bringing depression. You're bringing all these things, sickness, disease, all the things that come along with you worrying about what you're going through or what's happening. He says, no, if you just come to me and be glad that you are suffering because of me, because I have been through it, and just hand them over to me. And he also says, look, listen, don't be surprised because we're not exempt. Just because we are born again believers doesn't mean that we're, gonna, we're not going to go through trials. We're not going to go through suffering. We're not going to go through issues in life. We're not going to go through disappointments. But he's telling us, he says, look, in the midst of all that, we've got somebody who can, come on, lift us up. Somebody who is there to listen to us, that when we're going through the deepest part uh, of our valleys, that we don't know what direction to go, God says, look, I am there. Just reach out to me. And it is he who brings comfort. It is he who brings true joy. It is he who carries us when we fall. Can you say amen? It all rests on him. Now, this is very key. Paul writes in Romans 12, 12, and he says, be joyful in hope, my brother. Be joyful in hope. What is our hope? What is our hope when we have given our lives to Jesus Christ? What is our hope? Our hope that one day this is not our home. Our hope is that it doesn't matter what I'm going through, whatever sufferings I'm going through, whatever difficulties or trials, this is not my home. My hope lies on him. My hope lies on His glory. To be able to not only share in His sufferings, but to share in His glory that one day, all this is going to be passed away. All these trials, all these issues, all these difficulties, everything that I've been going through, it's only temporary, my brother. It's only temporary. It's only temporary. Come on, I'm trying to get over to you here that it's only temporary. 
It may seem like a lifetime to you, but God says, look, listen, I work in miracles, and I have the perfect timing that I'm going to be able to take care of whatever situation. And even if he does not, we still have glory to look forward to. Even if we don't get through what we're going, even if we're still sick and we're going through something, we still have glory to look forward to. Even if we don't get through what we're going, even if we're still sick and we're going through something, even if we go through that time, this is where gladness, this is where true joy comes in. This is when we can sit down, God, no matter what I've been through, no matter, God, even if I don't get through this, I glorify your name. I worship you because of who you are. And if I'm going through this, if this is going to be a living testimony to somebody else, that I can still have joy in my time of suffering, well, let it be so. Because my joy is not here. My joy is in there, in your glory. You know, it amazes me. Yesterday, I got a phone call from Irene, who her daughter is at uh, uh, Dell Hospital. And I shared this with you several weeks ago. And her daughter, about uh, several months ago, was diagnosed with cancer. And they took her in, and, and, and uh, yesterday I got a phone call. And, and, uh, <clears throat> but prior to that, she had, she had uh, asked uh, one of our members, that says, do you think your pastor or somebody could come and pray for my child? Uh, she's going through so much, but I just need somebody to come and to pray with her. Her name is Liz, the little girl. And I finally had the opportunity to go, and I visited with with Irene, and I sat down, and I began to share with her some scriptures. But man, she was more of an inspiration to me than I was to her. Man, there was so much joy in her life. There was so much positiveness that she began to say, you know what, Pastor, I know that my little girl is going through something. As a matter of fact, it got to the point where they had to amputate her whole leg. She's 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old. And her daughter was lying there, and they had a little fan, you know, uh, toward because you could tell she was she had fever. She, there were things going on, and, and I looked at her, and then I looked at Irene. And I says, Irene, do you believe that God can can actually still heal Liz? And she said, I do. I believe that in His Word it says that it doesn't matter it, what we're going through. That it doesn't matter if if He heals her or if He does not heal her. I'm still gonna praise Him. And I'm going to be an example not only to her, but I'm going to be an example to every one of the ladies and every one of the families that are in this floor. I'm going to show them that I can still have joy in times of suffering. And after we, 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 we talked, I laid hands on, 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 uh, on Liz and I began to pray. And I began to ask God, you're a God of miracles. And if it's your will for this young lady to have a complete recovery, then you're going to take charge. And by the authority that you have given me as a man of God, I pray that you remove all these things and that you allow whatever blood counts, whatever uh, blood cells that need to grow, whatever, it take place in her body and begin to heal her. And I got a phone call yesterday. And she goes, Pastor, this is Irene. I have a praise report. Say, sure, share with me. What's going on? She says, you know, the day that you came and you prayed for my daughter, things have not been the same here. And she goes, I wanted to thank you personally, and I wanted to thank the ladies that went out to pray with uh, and, and speak with her as well. She says, but when you, 
when you finished praying with her, remember you said, her head feels cold now. I said, yeah, I remember she goes, she has not had fever ever since. And I said, well, thank God. I said, thank God because that's going on. She goes, that's not it, Pastor. You know, one of the things that I asked you, that, that one thing that we really truly needed in her body was that her white blood cells would, would continue to grow, you know, multiplying her. And guess what? They've been multiplying in her body. And he, she said, that's not it. <laughs> she says, that's not it, Pastor. She says, as a matter of fact, we've been given the green light for me to take her home next week. Come on. Joy in times of suffering. We can have joy in times of suffering. Now, she said this. She said, Pastor, now, even though the doctors are amazed and don't understand what's going on, but I, 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 she says, they did tell me that, look, listen, this is a, this is a slight slip, uh, setback for me, but I'm still believing, Pastor. She says, I'm still believing that God is going to heal her. But uh, some of the cancer did spread. She says, yes, it did spread. But I'm going to be able to take her home. But I'm believing that if God is going to allow her to live, then he's going to remove all cancer completely the good thing is i get to take my baby home so joy in times of suffering and she says please tell your church thank you so much for praying for my baby because i believe i believe that in the midst of what we're going through whether he decides to take her or whether he decides to leave her i will praise him anyway there is joy in times of of suffering. You know, many of us, we find ourselves in positions where it seems almost hopeless. That even though what we go through in life, but can I tell you that there is still joy in suffering. Now we see this young lady and it says it was very hard, very difficult for her, but maybe some of you have been through something this, this deep. Maybe you've been through something in life and it seems, Lord God, I don't know how I'm going to go through with this suffering, this hurt that has happened to me a long time ago. But even in the midst of all that, the Bible says that there is joy, true joy in times of suffering. That if we allow God himself to come in and to take over and allow him to show us his love and his care because it is through him that we can receive peace that surpasses all understanding. Brothers, we can enjoy and have joy during times of suffering. One of the Examples that I want to share with you this morning, and <clears throat> I've got uh, about another hour to go of, of message, but I, I'm running short on time. I know that some of you are, are thinking already about this afternoon, but listen, I want to share this with you. One of, some of the examples that, that I wanted to share with you were if the disciples at one time find themselves in Acts chapter 5, uh, uh, speaking and preaching the Word of God and performing miracles, and it tells us that during that time, the leaders of the law were jealous of them because of all the things that were happening during that time. And it says that they brought him in and they arrested him and they threw him in prison. And they told him, listen, you guys need to stop preaching this gospel that you're preaching. You need to stop doing and performing all these miracles because we're telling you this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And it says in the middle of the night, it says that, that the angel allowed the, the, the gates to open. They were able to leave and the angel says, look, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go back to where you were at and continue 
preaching what you were preaching in the gospel. And it says that they went out and the next morning where they went, the jailers went and they saw that the, 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 the actual jail was empty. They went up to the leaders of the law and they said, look, listen, they're, they're gone. They're no longer there. And, and they says, well, how can that be? You guys were there all night. He says, yes, I don't know what it is. And then it says that somebody comes running in and says, hey, listen, you know those disciples that you guys arrested? They're back again teaching the gospel and performing miracles. And it says, well, bring them back to us. So they brought them, but they brought them, you know, it says that they brought them uh, uh, not without any uh, uh, force. And it says that they brought them, it says, look, listen, didn't we tell you to stop preaching this gospel, to stop doing what you were doing? And it says, it doesn't matter. This says, we're going to continue to preach the gospel of Christ who lives within us. And it says, so they took them and they flogged them, right? They whipped them. And then they let them go. And it says this, that this is that they left rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for Christ. Brothers and sisters, count it worthy when we go through suffering. Count it worthy when you go through trials because Christ is in control. And especially if we're doing it for His cause, for the cause of Christ. So don't be surprised of the pain and the painful test you are suffering. Understand that suffering is a part of life that we have to go through. We live in a fallen world and we dwell in a world that is at war with God, both spiritually and physically. And one day He will restore all things back to you. Can you say amen? That's our joy. That's us knowing where our future lies in Christ. And it's my responsibility just as much as your responsibility to disciple and to equip and to help young believers understand that they will encounter trouble, but joy comes in the morning, my brother. And Jesus made it clear in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. What you're going through, my brother, he's already overcome it. Whatever sickness, whatever trials, whatever issues, whatever suffering, he's already overcome it on the cross. And we should be joyful. This is our joy. So how do we experience joy in the, mo- in the modern day suffering, Pastor? Well, first, stay joyful in hope. Our hope is found in Christ alone. Can you say Amen. We must keep our eyes on the cross. John 3, 16 and 17 tells us, For God loved this world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Our hope is strengthened by God's amazing grace. Romans 5, 2 through 5 says, He has brought us by faith into this experience of God's grace in which we now live. And so we boast of the hope we have in sharing God's glory. We also boast of our troubles because we know that our troubles produce what? Perseverance. Endurance brings God's approval and His approval creates hope. This hope does not disappoint us, for God has, per, has poured out His love into our hearts by means of the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to us. How do we maintain hope? Stay joyful in hope. 
How do we experience joy in modern day suffering? Is be patient in times of suffering, my brother. Remember his promises. John 14, 1, 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Christ says. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me there also where I am. Be patient. It's just around the corner, my brother. Learn to wait on Him. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew what? Their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How do we experience joy in modern day suffering? Be patient in times of trouble. And last, how do we experience joy in modern day suffering? Be faithful in prayer, my brother. Take time to connect with God every day of your lives. Take time to get on your knees. Get in your prayer closets and begin to cry out to God. God, the situation, the things that I'm going through, I have no idea how I'm going to make it. I have no idea what's going to happen. But if I get on my knees and I begin to cry out to you, God, you're the one that's in control. You're the one that's going to take things in your hand. I leave them up to you. I can't go on any further on my own. I need that healing that you provide. I need the peace that you bring that surpasses all understanding. We need to be faithful in prayer. We need to learn to search for him. Can you say amen? Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Psalms 41 says, Answer me when I call you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. That's the kind of prayer that you need to pray. That's the kind of prayer that you need to say. God, have mercy on me. Hear me. I'm calling to you. I am crying out to you. I am going through something that I don't understand. Help me to understand. Give me the wisdom to be able through your word to get through these things. We need to learn to cry out and to yearn for Him. Psalms 34, 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not even know. Call unto God and God says, Look, listen, I will show you I will give you direction of things that you have not even thought of. Things that you thought were over. I'm going to open up doors of opportunity that you cannot even imagine is going to happen to you. Cry out for me. Yearn for him. Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God and I long for you. My whole being desires you. Like a dry, worn out, and waterless land, my soul is thirsty for you. That's the kind of prayers that we need to be praying unto the Lord. How do we experience true joy 
In today's suffering, we need to learn to be faithful in our prayer, my brother. Learn to pray unto God. You want to see changes in your life? Get on your knees and begin to cry out to God. Not these sissy little type prayers. God, thank you so much for the food. Amen. But the kind of prayers that you're crying out, that you're in need, you're yearning for him. Like this, your life depends on him. Like, like you're going through something and you know that tomorrow at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, something is going to happen in your life and death is coming and it's knocking at your door. It's those kind of prayers that you need to pray. God, that's where my mentality, it, Paul says, right? It says the renewing of your mind. We need to change on how we pray unto God and, be, and cry out to Him and, be, and yearn for Him. You want to experience true joy? In times of suffering, we need to get on our knees and we need to pray. And we can have joy in times of suffering. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Pastor Mike Piscina of Trinity Abundant Life Church. If you're ever in the area, please stop by and join us for corporate worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 412 Cumberland Drive in Austin, Texas, 78704. If you would like more information, feel free to call us at area code 512-447-4711. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Trinity ALC. Thank you and have a blessed day.